First John chapter number five. Lord willing, this will be the last Sunday we'll be in First John. Uh, but First John chapter number five. Don't know where that is. Um, probably the best place to start in your Bible is in the back. Um, so Revelation, Jude, Third John, Second John, First John, First John chapter number five. Uh, if you don't have a Bible, we'll get you a Bible, so just let me know, we'll make it happen. Uh, if you don't have your Bible with you, that's okay, we'll put it up here on the screen. Uh, so 1 John chapter number 5, we're going to be in verse 1. So 1 John chapter number 5, verse 1. So either you're looking at it in your Bible at this point, or you're looking up on the screen. So if you are there, say, I'm there. Here we go. It says, whosoever believeth that the Jesus is the Christ is born of God... And everyone that loveth him, the begot loveth him also, that is begotten of him. By this we know that we love the children of God, when we love God, and what? Keep his commandments, okay? Now, we've been talking a little bit about that word commandment, and the past couple weeks, I'm saying, don't focus on that word commandment, don't focus on that word commandment, we'll get there, we'll get there. Well, today we're getting there, okay? Alright, verse 3, for this is the love of God. That we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not grievous. Are not grievous. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you so much for, Lord, just for who you are. Thank you so much, Lord God, for, um, Lord, how you guide and direct us and help us in, in so many different ways in our life. And Lord God, most, most of all, Lord, I, I thank you for your Holy Spirit. Lord God, there, there is the person of the Holy Spirit that, that, that dwells in every single believer. So Lord God, at this moment, Lord, the desire is not for me in my ability to do anything. Lord, the desire is that your Holy Spirit would shine through. And that it would speak boldly. And that Lord, when we leave here, the only person we can say that we heard from was you. So Lord God, honor this request. In your wonderful name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Uh, let's go back to the title. Let's go back to the title. Uh, and, and we'll, we'll kind of we'll come around to this at the end. But the title of the message is Start With Why. Start With Why. Okay? Start With Why. So kind of put that uh, on the front of your minds to kind of, okay, we're getting there. What does that mean? And all that kind of stuff. But start with why. Let's pick back up. Let's, let's kind of walk through a little bit of uh, 1 John 5. 1 John 5. Uh, verse 1 again, it says, Whosoever believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, okay? Um, or, or maybe another way to say that is born again of God, okay? Because you must be born again, okay? Whosoever believes that Jesus is Christ is born of God, and everyone that loveth him that begot, that begot loveth him also that is begotten of him. So basically, and he'll look at this in a little bit, but the, the fact that, that we loveth him the, for the fact of what he did for, uh, for me, we should also love the ones that he did it for those as well. By this we know that we love the children of God when what? We love God, okay? We talked about that last week, that, that, that our, our outflow for our love for other people is really based on our love for God, okay? So we know, we, we, we know we, hopefully what happens is when we love the children of God is because in relation to how we love God, but then it says, and keep his commandments. 
Now, let's be honest, everybody who loves talking about, loves talking about love, okay, right? All right, well, uh, that's great. Let's talk about the love of God and our love for God and our love for people. And then we say this word commandment, we're like, whoa, wait a second, Buchanan. Commandment means I got to do something. Commandment means that I'm, 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 I'm being forced to do something, like somebody's telling me what to do. Um, yeah, I, I, I've, I've, uh, I don't know if I've spread this out a lot and told this, but I'm, I'm a little bit of an enigma. Some of y'all that know me figured that out, okay? But there were two things I did in high school. One was I was in musical theater, okay? I, 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 I danced, sung, stop, stop laughing, Scotty, okay? All right? I did musical theater, okay? So I did dancing, singing, acting, the whole deal. I was the triple threat right here, okay? But also I was in Marine Corps Junior ROTC in high school as well. You're looking at Cadet Major Buchanan Jackson right here, all right? I was company commander in my school. Now, here's what, here's, now, when you're in, the, in, in musical theater, your field trips are you go to um, different performances and, and uh, you go to thespian conferences and all this kind of stuff. That's what your field trips are. When you're in junior ROTC, there's not a lot of field trip options. So this is what a field trip I went on. I went to Paris Island, South Carolina, for a week. Yeah, watch out. You didn't know, did you? Okay, yeah. It was only for a week, but man, I lasted. I made it through, right? But we went there, and, and here's the deal about, about what I figured out about any military, but especially with the Marine Corps, you don't ask a lot of questions. Because when, when, as soon as you get off the bus, they are yelling at you the whole entire time. There's dots, okay? There are dots. You get on those dots, and, you, and, uh, and, and they just kind of parade you through and all that kind of stuff. And it was every single day was like two weeks. So that first day, yeah, it was bad. All right, and at the end, by the end, the 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 the, the DIs were pretty good. Okay, they were okay, whatever. But that, that first day and second day, and it was tough. Because here's the deal, um, uh, you, you've seen a, a, a few good men, maybe you've seen that. We follow orders or what? People die, okay? All right, so we got to do that. And so when we see about commands, we're like, okay, commands are like, uh, this is what you're supposed to do, and oh gosh, I have to do it because he's telling me to do it, and all this kind of stuff. Now let's be honest, am I the only one that will be honest about that? When I hear the word command, I'm like, ugh, I'm going to be forced to do what I want to do. But notice what he keeps on and going in verse 3. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not what? Grievous. Grievous, okay? So here's what's really cool about that. Now, we looked at that word when we were in the book of Acts and talking about grievous wolves, but, but, and, and we define that as uh, grievous with something hurtful, causing mischief, that kind of stuff. But there's other definitions as well, okay? Another definition would be heavy. That his, his, his commandments are not heavy. Um, another definition would be oppressive. His commandments are not oppressive. Here's one, um, that, that they're not burdensome. They're not burdensome. Uh, another one is they're not afflictive or painful. Now we say all that, and we, and we look at this verse, and it says, you know, that's not, that, that they're not heavy, oppressive, burdensome, afflictive, or painful. But when we look at the commandments, sometimes they feel like a burden. Say amen. They feel like a burden. They feel like it's heavy. It feels like it's oppressive. It feels like, oh my gosh, this is all the things I can't do. Man, this is so hard to carry around everything I'm supposed to do for Jesus. Oh. That's how it feels, right? 
That's how it feels sometimes. We look at this book and we're like, man, that's a lot of instructions. Man, that's a lot of stuff I'm not supposed to do or do or whatever it may be. But, the, but the, it's saying that that's not what they are. That's not what they are. When, and, and maybe I'm the only one who feels this way. But again, when I look at commandments, I think about something that's forced. I think about something that's kind of laid on us. I feel like it's something that really, that it's really easy for the person given the commands to say what we need to do or not do. But yet the person that's having to do the commands is a lot harder for them. But yet it's saying right here that they're not supposed to be that way. And we treat God like this, that, man, he's put all these rules and all these regulations and all these burdens on us. And then we forget about, from the standpoint of of how Jesus himself described it. Let's go to that next verse. Let's go to that next verse. Matthew 11, 28. This is what Jesus says about burdens and about, about commandments and heaviness and all kinds of stuff. He says, come unto me, all ye that are... Are, uh, that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you what? Rest. Rest. And he goes on in verse 29. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me. Okay, now we would think of it, okay, a yoke, and, and if you don't know what a yoke is, okay, that's something they're going to put on, on an ox and for them to do work, but, but it's, it's take on my yoke, not our yoke, on his yoke, and learn of me. And notice what he is, for I am meek, and lowly in heart, and you shall find what? Rest unto your souls. So that when we do what, it, what, he, what he's asking us to do, commanding us to do, that even from the standpoint of what we are learning from him, and we're lear- learning his meekness and his lowliness in heart, and what we're finding in the, in the process of doing what we're supposed to do, his commandments, we are finding rest. Verse 30, y'all, some of y'all didn't put all these together, you know. For my yoke is what? easy and my burden is light but are we really living that way are we really living that way are we living from the standpoint as a christian are we living as a christian saying you know what by my goodness doing what god has asked me to do man that's easy man doing what jesus asked me to do that's light Man, when I'm just doing everything that God has asked me to do in His Word, the one thing that I feel is rest. But that's not reality, is it? That's not reality. Now, do we, do we believe that the Word of God is true? Say amen. It's true. It's true. So if it's true, we're saying, okay, it, we, we, in 1 John it says that they're not grievous. Okay? So we have to take that as truth. Here's Jesus himself saying, like, look, you know, come unto me. If you're, if you're laboring, heavy laden, and I will give you rest, take your yoke upon me, learn of me. I'm meek and lowly of heart, and you'll find rest for your souls. And then it talks about my yoke is easy, my burden is light. Like all these things, Jesus is saying that. So what's the disconnect? What's missing? Why is it when we come to our place of, like, doing what we're, quote, unquote, supposed to do, why does it feel like a burden? Why does it feel heavy? Why does it feel oppressive? Now here, I'm about to show you one more verse. Actually, two, two sets of verses, but this next verse. And I'm going I'm to apologize to you. Because I've used this verse before in other messages, and I was focusing on the wrong thing. Sometimes that happens, okay? All right. But I was focusing on the wrong thing. Here's the verse. Here's the verse. John 14, 15. 
John 14, 15. Now, we've seen this verse before. I've used this multiple times in messages. John 14, 15. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, keep my commandments. Now, let me tell you where my focus is wrong. My focus is on the second part of the verse. By golly, if you love God, you better keep his commandments. You hear me? The verse doesn't say, keep my commandments if you love me. It says, if you love me, keep my commandments. Now, here's where we're kind of getting to, all right? The reason why we don't keep our, his commandments, it's not because they're burdensome. It's not because they're hard. It's not because they're heavy. It's not because God's mad at us and wants us to live a miserable life. If we're, if we're not willing to keep his commandments, it comes down to what? Our Love. Comes down to our love. Because if you love me, keep my commandments. It comes down to our love. Now you're like, what is that? Like, Buchanan, that seems like that's even harder and heavier. No. What I'm trying to help you with is you got to know why you're keeping the commandments. You got to know where the motivation comes from. You got to understand that, hey, that, that, that it's, it's not, I mean, I got to keep these commandments. No. If you love me, if you love me, keep my commandments. It goes back to our love for God. Because it, commandments, what and how. Love, what do you think I'm going to say? It's the W word. Love is the why. Love is the why. Love, we, 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 we start with why. We start with love. So if I love God... Well, in turn, I would then keep his commandments. Because, if I, because uh, obviously, you keep his commandments, it should be motivated by my love for him. My love for him. Keep going. Last verse. And then I'll give you a, 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 an illustration. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. This is Jesus talking again, okay? All right, so we're in 14, 15, now we're in, uh, in John 15. As the Father hath loved me, so have I loved you. So Jesus is saying, okay, the Father loved Jesus, and so Jesus loves the brethren, all right? Continue ye in my love. Verse 10. If ye keep my commandments, ye shall abide in my love. Basically, the word abide means to remain. It means to remain. What we sometimes don't understand is that the, they, they, they really go hand in hand. That, 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 that the commandments, following after the commandments, keeping those commandments should in turn help us from the standpoint of cultivating our love for God. All right? And our love for God should cultivate from the standpoint of keeping the commandments. All right? And so if we keep His commandments, you shall abide in my love or remain in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. Notice that what Jesus was saying is Jesus saying, look, when I did the Father's will, when I did the Father's business, what I was experiencing when I was doing that is I was remaining in, lo in the love of the Father. And so I don't know about you, but if Jesus, Jesus from the same point, I'm going to do what my Father does, I'm going to do what He asked me to do, and in that way I'm going to remain in His love, what Jesus is saying, look, as I did that, so should you in me. Verse 12, or verse 11, excuse me. Notice this, these things have I spoken unto you that my what? 
joy might remain in you and that your what joy might be full. Because here's what happens. We look at God's commandments as something that He's trying to, to hurt us with, harm us with, uh, put oppression heavy. But here's the deal. The reason why we have these commandments is for you to be joyful and for your joy to be full. Because why, why do we have certain commandments? Here's the thing. God wants to protect you. Say amen. Okay? There's a lot of things that the Bible says we shouldn't do. Let me help you with that. That's to protect you. Protect you. Because sin has consequences. Sin, sin lead, it will lead you down a road you don't want to go down to. Sin will, and here's the thing about sin. Sin will lead you down that road and forget about you. And leave you in the ditch dying. Okay? So, so why are these commandments of don't do these things? Because here's what he's saying. I'm, I'm there to protect you. All right, what are some other commandments? Because God wants to guide you. God wants to guide you. And so for, for, for you to, feel a, to have a fulfilled life, a joyful life, the goal would be not for you to go and do it your own way, because let's, let's be real transparent here. When we try to do it our own way, that leads to failure. Say amen. Okay? <laughs> Don't get quiet on me. All right? All right? But the only time in my life where I've, I've had complete joy, complete satisfaction, is doing it God's way. And Him guiding and directing me in that. All right? Not just that. God wants to bless you. God wants to bless you. When He says different things about do this and do that, and, and, and here's what's really interesting. We, some of us want to focus on all the thou shalt nots and say, man, those are, the, those are burdensome and all that kind of stuff. But there's some thou shalts that we think are burdensome too. That we think are heavy and oppressive and, man, why would God ask me to do this and do that and all that kind of stuff? Because He wants to bless you in it. He wants to bless you in it. And so we see these things. Why does God have all these commandments? Why does He line out for us all these things that we need to do? It's because He wants your joy to be full and to remain. The commandments of God are for your benefit, not for your harm. They're for your benefit. I, I, and, and, uh, I don't know if everybody's getting quiet because we're not doing a good job of this, or everybody's getting quiet because you know, I know I'm doing it already. <laughs> I don't know. But, but from, from my perspective, I can tell you, when I'm doing it God's way, when I'm following Him, even when it's uncomfortable, even when I'm not like, uh, you know, whatever, I'm telling you, God blesses. God guides and God protects and God uses every the, all those things. Okay? So and now, let's keep on going. Verse 12. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. Verse 14. Ye are my what? Friends. Okay? If you do whatsoever, I command you. I command you. Now, Last thing, we'll give a little illustration. We're going to get done early today. Really early. Wow. Super early. Uh, how many of y'all, um, here, we'll just, I'll put my Bible down because y'all don't know what to do, all right? So there we go, all right? <clears throat> all right. Um, if you've worked out in some time in your life, raise your hand. All right. If, you're, if you've ever struggled <laughs> to work out on a consistent basis, please raise your hand. Okay, all right, we're all on the same page here, all right. Um, now, 
I think everyone would agree that we need to work out. Okay, because working out is part of being healthy, right? Okay, we need a good cardiovascular health and, you know, stretching and, um, you know, strength, getting stronger, all that kind of stuff. We should all do that. Is that reality? <laughs> no, not at all, okay? Uh, probably in a room this size, um, 10%, maybe 15% that are consistently working out all the time in this room, maybe 20%, I don't know. I know every single, this is, this is how this is going to go at the end of the service. If you can, and I'm doing that, okay? I just want you to know I'm the one, okay? I know, Scotty, I got you, okay? Y'all go to the gym, I get you. Like, Tanya's like, I'm the one. <laughs> oh, you know, you knew Scotty was the one who's going to be that guy. Okay, yeah, all right? Scotty, you're my new buddy, all right? So there you go. <laughs> He's like, don't be buddies with Buchanan. You never know what's going to happen, all right? Now, why do we not do it? <laughs> well, okay, that's one thing. All right, but why do we not do it, okay? Um, and, and, and let's, let's look at New Year's resolutions. Um, it, it, uh, what does a gym do? A gym will get you, by the way. You notice that? They have that free enrollment deal um, in January. Hey, they'll even give you maybe a month free or whatever. And they're like, hey, all you got to do is sign this six-month <laughs> take-out-of-your-account commitment, <laughs> you know, and then you can come for free this month or no enrollment fee or whatever. And you go for two weeks, maybe a week, <laughs> and then eventually you're not there anymore, right? Okay? And here's where the gym is going, yes, we got him again. We all know we should do those things. We all know we should work out. We all have good intentions, right? It's January 1. I'm going to work out for the rest of my life now. But then we don't do it. And we force ourselves to do it. And we force ourselves to do it. And we force ourselves to do it. But we don't do it. So this whole ought to, should it's, you know, the, the, you know I'm going to force myself to do it. That doesn't work. Say amen. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. Now, here's the deal. You've got to find a better why. got to find a better why. I'll, I'll promise you this. Not all the time. Somebody gets bad health news and says, look, if you don't lose 30 pounds, you're going to die. Do you, think that, do you think those people get to the gym a little bit more? Some do, some don't. Like, who cares? I'm going to die sometime. What does it matter? Okay? If you're an athlete, you, you, you've got a little bit better why, right? Because you want to dominate on the field. You know, I, I, I thought the better why was like, hey, my wife walking by me and saying, look, your arms are getting bigger. She never says that to me. So... <laughs> Maybe she did. Maybe I'd feel a little better about the situation, whatever. It's a, a good why is not to look in the mirror and go, man, I can see those abs coming. A <laughs> couple layers on top of them, but they're coming. They're under there. I tell you, side note, by the way, every one of us have abs that look like the models. They're just covered up, okay? So just look in the mirror and say, I got them. I just can't see them, all right? But whatever. But again, those are terrible whys, right? Terrible whys. But, but, but if we have things like, okay, uh, being an athlete, our health is in danger. Um, here's another thing, too, accountability. Accountability. If we know somebody's going to be at the gym when we're not there, and some of us are just like, I don't care, my friends, whatever, <laughs> and they, they'll understand, okay? Accountability. But, but when I'm, when I'm, why am I putting all this out here, okay? The reason why people work out is because they have a really strong why. 
They have a really strong why. Okay, now here's what I'll, I'll say too. The people that I've seen be successful in working on a consistent basis, they'll tell you I don't have to force myself to do it. I don't have to, I don't have to, uh, to you know, put reminders in my phone. It has just become a lifestyle to them. It's just become a lifestyle to them. Now, here's the deal. What, but it's become a lifestyle to them. All right? Now, it started with, with a good why, and then they went from making it a habit to then the habit turned into a lifestyle. That's just who they were. Right? That, d- d- come on, let's be honest. We don't like those people, right? Those people, they're like, oh, I got to the gym this morning at 5 a.m. Did about 700 reps of this. I feel great. And I'm like, I wake up at 6.30, I'm like, I'm still dragging. What's the deal? Okay? And don't look at me like that, okay? I know you 5 o'clock in the morning, where, oh, i got so much energy. I've never felt that way. <laughs> Actually, I have, but I just don't like to say it. Okay, all right. But, but, and, and here's what I want to encourage you about this, okay? We've got to focus on the why. We've got to focus on the why, all right? When it comes to doing what God has asked us to do, they're not grievous, they're not hurtful, they're not burdensome, they're not heavy, they're not oppressive. This is, a, this is the same God that says, you know, come to me and I'll give you rest. My yoke is easy and my burden is light. This is the same person that does this. Here's what it is. When we focus on the why, when we focus on loving God, loving other people, when we focus on those things, we know why we're doing what we're doing. This will not be a force thing anymore. This will not just be a, i got to put a habit in my life. This will become a lifestyle. A lifestyle. Because here's, a, I, no, nothing from here. Let me tell you this real quick. Nothing God put in here, nothing God put in here was he wanting it to be every single day being like, oh. Okay, I'm going to try to be a good Christian today. <laughs> that was not his desire. His desire was, hey, you just, come, you, just come, you just fall in love with me. And because of you, you falling in love with me and you knowing my love for you and your love for me and you're flowing out your love for other people, and here's the deal. You can do these things because this is not about what you have to do. This is about who you are and what you're becoming. And the why, the why is the love of God for you, your love for God, and in turn, your love for people. That's the motivation. That's the motivation. Do not do anything in this book because the preacher told you to. Don't do anything in this book because, okay, that's what the, you know, the Bible says, it, so I need to do it. And I, I'm, not, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing. You should take the authority of God's word at, at face value and say, if, if, the, if the word says it, that's true. And that's, this is God's heart and mind on paper. We need to take that. But here's the deal. Even though you know all the what and you know all the how, go back to the workout illustration. I can go into a gym. And I know what to do, and I know how to do it. That doesn't mean I'm going to the gym today. So you, you, it can't be just about the what and the how. It has to be about the why. Start with the why. And if you're struggling over here with these commandments and all these things that God is asking you to do, here's what you've got to look at, okay? The problem is not with the commandments. The problem is, is that I, I'm 
I, I, well, well, let's say it this way. It's not the problem with the commandments. It's not our, that's why we have a problem. The problem we have is with the why. Don't keep his commandments. Check up on your love. Okay? It's all about love. It's all about our love for God, God's love for us, our love for God, our love for other people. When we get this side right, this side over here is easy, light, restful, not burdensome, not heavy, not oppressive, okay? Church, say amen. Let's everybody stand. Let's everybody stand. Before we do that, put my, put my, I know I got one more verse. I got one more phrase, not verse. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. We've talked about this. We've talked about this, okay? And we keep on leaning into this phrase and leading into this phrase. We started with duty does not lead to devotion. Duty does not lead to devotion. Even what we talked about today, you know what? The more I try harder for these commandments, that must mean that I love God more. No, here's the thing. Devotion, read it with me, devotion leads to duty. Devotion leads to duty, okay? If you're not able to, if you're not following his commandments and what he's asking you to do, you don't need to complain and gripe about the commandments. You don't need to argue and negotiate with the commandments. Here's what you need to do. Where's my devotion? Where's my devotion? Am I really, am I really following God from the standpoint of his, his love for me, my love for him, my love for other people? Is that, that's the problem. That's the area. That's the issue. Okay? It's, I don't know, I, I, just, I, know I, I stood you up and then preached a little bit more. This over here is not the issue. Duty is not the issue. Say amen. It's not the issue. It's not the issue at all. The problem is with our devotion. With our devotion. All right. Go ahead, Clint. things first first things first all right um our invitation is about making decisions about making decisions if there's somebody on the sound of my voice i shouldn't say if there's somebody there is somebody on the sound of my voice right now that you have not put your faith and trust in jesus and here's